Hello, today is Friday, February the 12th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Gore Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster. I'm joined today by my co-host, Jeffrey Guy. Good afternoon, good evening, hello, good day to everybody. <laughs> and we're joined by our very especially special guest. Extra especially special. <laughs> Mr. Chris Olvac. Our first returning guest. Hello, Chris. That's right. It's very exciting. <laughs> So if you remember, Chris was our first guest. He was, back when we started this podcast last summer. Yeah. And here he is, back again. I have good memories of that. It's great to see you guys are continuing with it. So, Dolores, should you say a little bit about what Chris's job is? Yep. So Chris is an agronomist with, uh, I guess, Cortiva, and he was here in the East for three years. But I think today we're going to find out a little bit what's going on with Chris. So we're yeah. excited to talk about that. What's new yeah, in your so life, Chris? The, the Pioneer Area Agronomist for Eastern Ontario over the last three years. And I've actually taken a, a transition role into the, I guess, the banana belt, as Paul Hermans would call it, <laughs> uh, which is Oxford, Elgin, over to Niagara region of Ontario. So that, for me, a little bit closer to, to some family of mine and uh, really, really made for a nice transition for me. So... I'm doing that, and we, at the start of the new year, was able to move. We, my wife and I bought a house, and uh, we're going to start, uh, you know, I'm doing the same role, same kind of stuff I did out in the East, uh, but uh, I'm going to do it in, in a very different environment, as Ontario has a lot of those to offer, so that's what I'll be doing. So is that true? I heard your new house has seven rooms, and you were planning on filling them all? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. We'll have, to, we'll have to start slow, I think, Jeff. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, you can keep us up to date on that as time moves on. Anyhow, so your your time in the East here as an agronomist, uh, you know, you're here from North Gore Greens. We appreciated your taking part in our agronomist panels at our crop days, our crop days, our uh, customer days, sorry. Yeah. So let's let's ask you about crops here in the in the East. What did uh, your three years here, did you see any real trends in the crops like any switch one way or the other or for sure anything? no i yeah like i said 2018 uh january i can remember moving uh and i remember when i was moving my stuff in it was icy rain every day for the for the course of two weeks and i remember thinking no no <laughs> this is my first uh, boat of eastern ontario weather but i found you know in my first you know the first couple weeks of my move and the people i met I found so many entrepreneurs I found all, all along the way. And that's one thing I'll say is, uh, you know, there's an incredible amount of farmers in the East that, you know, are just exceptional business people and uh, really enjoyed working with them right off the bat. Um, and I, I, I continue to see that through in their cropping systems and uh, the way they approach farming, uh, whether they had a dairy or just a cash crop operation, which uh, has certainly grown in the last couple of years. Uh, the, the cropping systems that they employed in terms of rotations, and those kinds of things. It was just great to see. So, yeah, I learned, certainly learned a lot in my time uh, in the East, for sure. Um, yeah, and you guys do an excellent job of, of raising crops. There's no question. So, when you're uh, looking at the crops here, is there anything uh, specific when you're, you know, let's, well, corn is always king, you know, corn is king. So, <laughs> is, do you see anything really driving yields here in the East? Has there been a, an uptake in fungicides or anything? Since you've Certainly, been here? I'll, like, yeah, just, just as uh, I can remember across Ontario, you know, there's some really great farmland um, 
that I got to know. Uh, you, you know, you, it speaks specifically. There's a, a little town called Spainsville. Some beautiful land there. Um, you go all the way up to uh, Renfrew County. You know, you, you certainly lose a lot of heat uh, throughout up there. Uh, it's kind of drains like a sink, but you know, we can still grow great crops on earlier maturity hybrids. Um, you know, all all sorts of things driving yield. And I think just figuring out how to how to manage around those uh, certain aspects, like uh, okay, I have this much heat, this much season to work with. Um, in a given year, uh, this is where I am. This is the soil type I'm on, or the mix of soil types I'm on, uh, and and learning to fit uh, into that sort of regime, uh, like was where I was able to start helping guys uh, really really start to to learn some stuff about their operation and see how we can move things forward. So yeah, certainly fungicides a big part of that. Paul Hermans and I did uh, roughly about 14 locations this year where we tested some of that. Uh, we had a bunch of tissue t- sampling. Uh, um, and soil sampling across across the province where we or the that part of the province where we got to learn a lot about those sorts of things. It was just great that way. I, yeah, there's certainly lots of different fronts we're pushing uh, yields on what we're doing. We're watching stand counts using some tools that we've never used before. Doing a lot of things in that regard, which was uh, which was great to see. You know. So those tools are the uh, some of your drone and the technology on the drones yeah. that you were using for the stand counts. Yeah, that's something in the three years I was able to work in the East that I uh, really picked up on um, and got to test. And, and I'll be honest, you guys in the East were probably one of the first people to that it, we were able to test that tool on uh, in Ontario, which is great to see in a, on a commercial basis. Uh, we, in research, we've been doing that for a while. That's another thing, uh, a research program out of Côte de Lac in Quebec, uh, you know, running a lot of, uh, you know, impacts program, which is our pre-commercialization testing uh, program, a uh, great footprint out east, just as it is uh, here, in, here in southwestern Ontario, um, where we get to test those things and all those tools. Uh, and yeah, UAVs and that sort of thing, really revolutionizing the way we scout and the way we take a look at our crops in season. So, well, that's something as uh, a lot of people think drones are just toys, but it's uh, <laughs> great to see that you're able to utilize them for for more than that, and hopefully more farmers will be able to take up yeah. some of this technology for their own usage mm-hmm. over time. Certainly. So one of the things you said a little bit about rotation, are you seeing more wheat in the rotation in the, across the area? Or? Yeah, I, I, I come from like, where I grew up in St. Mary's area. Uh, we grew a lot of wheat and continue to grow a lot of wheat. And when I came out to the east, uh, you know, we had 2018, we came off a good year of growing wheat. Um, Heading into 2019, did everything, you know, by by the book, as I, as I say with a lot of the reps, we did, uh, you know, everything as we thought we could to have success. Uh, we had a, we had a challenging year, but that didn't deter guys, and it still hasn't. Uh, and it's great to see that uh, wheat is becoming more of a part of the rotation where where guys know it can work, and that you know that, you know, as I said in a pre- previous episode, uh, you know, there there can be some. Some, some curveballs involved with that on certain soil types and geographies, but I think uh, some farmers are really learning to work with that, right? And uh, and it's certainly a great thing to have in rotation for sure. So I'm seeing a little bit more of it to answer your question. Um, you know, we'll see where Paul Hermans takes that as he's uh, <laughs> he's taken up the uh, the task of agronomist again. But uh, I'm sure as, as he's worked with you guys in the past, so it'll be something we continue to, to look at to add some diversity in rotation. So, Dolores gave me a little note here to ask you about uh, 
put you on the spot here to where you okay. think their our yield target should be in different parts of the eastern Ontario here. So let's just say, you know, down in the farther east, Bainesville, and then you're down the Winchester South Mountain area, up to Renfrew, North Gore to Renfrew, like where where should we be targeting for corn, soybeans? Yeah. You know, some yield numbers. Well, that's uh that's a loaded question for sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, a lot of that I, I would work individually with growers and, and we, we, we certainly do that. My rep team is, you know, certainly involved in a lot of that, you know, where, where are you at right now and where do you want to be, where do you want to take your yields and over the next, uh, you know, the course of the next three years. Right. Um, and what, what can we do that's, you know, attainable or uh, something that we can, we can implement on your farm, uh, over the course of this year or this coming growing season to, to help you get there. Um, you know, it, you, you can have a range of yields, even within field, right? I found was one of the things in Eastern Ontario that we were, we could really see uh, having an influence. So you, you take a look at, you know, I could throw a stone, be in a different soil type and be in a different yield yield spectrum there. So, you know, like, you know, some, for some farmers, it's, you know, a 180 or a 160, you know, or a 140 is, you know, way okay for that particular piece of ground. They mostly, they know their soils better than uh, I do usually when you go into the farm there. Um, but then we apply the tools that we have available, um, you know, be it, uh, you know, variable rate fertility scripting if you're at that stage. And you try and push the envelope on specific parts of the, that field, um, which can really help, you know. And, and, you know, from that, you start seeing things creep up. You know, expectations get a little higher each year. You get to, to, to you know, 210, 220 kind of range, and you keep keep pushing forward um you know, sometimes you get disappointed and sometimes you know <laughs> but you've got to control what you can control as paul hermans always tells me and uh drive on from there so I love, yeah I, I love what you said there you, you talk like a true politician you didn't throw the number too high at the beginning it depends, yeah. <laughs> you, you, you hit on lots of things but i love how you said that your expectations yeah. go up year by year and that's truly as uh I don't know. It's my feeling, anyways, as cost and act, what we, you know, yield drives profit. We got to keep driving up yield. So, where should our yields be with fourteen dollars beans, Jeff? I, uh, you know, that's the question. They should be uh, as high as we can get them. <laughs> yeah. Good answer. So, um, with your three years here in the east, like. Oh, sorry, I can't hear you. You can't hear me. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. So, um, with your three years here in the East, like, I guess, what are your general recommendations then, uh, for going forward, like fertilizer, um, hybrids, variable rate, stuff is, like that. Like, is there any real hot item that you think farmers should be concentrating on? I think, uh, you know, going forward, we take a look at, uh, you know, there's a, there's a concept called the 5% rule. If you ever want to look into something that is really intriguing, I, I'd say look into that. It's basically, you know, you know, if I add, you know, if I can cut, you know, or find places to improve my cost efficiency and, and can get that down 5%. And if I can increase my profitability 5% elsewhere, um, you know, or, you know, if you start looking at that additively and you think, well, maybe, okay, I can get 10, 15% gains, but you start taking a look at that in terms of, oh yeah, or, or you know, if I can market my crop a little bit better um, in terms of increasing my, you know, 
profit at sale for about 5%, right? You know, you think, okay, if I can get there, you know, you break that out. If you do all those things, you think it's added at maybe 15%, but it's actually probably a lot more than that. Um, I think it's Christian Hebert is the guy's name, um, who uh, who's really, really talking about that concept. And I, I really think that's a, a great concept to take take home and, and take that and apply it into what you're doing. Um, Eastern Ontario, as I said before, and you guys know, um, has a rich diversity of soils, right? you got a lot of different places you can, you know, tweak and manage things. Um, keep doing that. Uh, it doesn't need to be, you can use farmer dead reckoning to do it, or you can use some of the technologies that are available to you uh, for your operation. But I think it's a great place to look at some efficiency gains for you. And you'll, you might be surprised that, you know, it might not be as, as small a think return on investment at some of these things, if you can get that 5% across those, uh, that sounds, uh, thank you for that recommendation there. Sounds very interesting. They wondered if you'd like to give uh, Mr. Herman's a little plug here either way because it's, as we sure. uh, were talking about earlier, I think uh, you replaced Paul, now he's replacing you. So I don't know where if these are all promotions or demotions or what here. So. Well, I can tell you, um, when I when I first decided to move out east, Paul moved into a role called the digital effectiveness manager, and he was with that um, for a while as we were we were uh, kickstarting our program granular, um, and he was really instrumental in getting that started with us and uh, the tra- trajectory that we're on right now. Um, since then, that that continues to evolve at a, quite a quick pace, um, and it's great to see and great to be involved in that. Um, so, Paul. Uh, with the retirement of Rob Lafay, was able to step in, uh, hand that off to Dana and a couple other people that we had hired uh, to to take on granular and, and really run with that. Um, and he was able to come come back and join the pioneer team um, in the field with the reps, right, uh, as a territory manager. Um, and and through all that, right, you know, I see Rob leaving. Um, he was a great you know great guy to work with that way. But I've been able to work with Paul all along, right? Um, it's just taken different forms. Of, you know, with that, you know, you just kind of roll roll with that. It's exciting to see where it goes. But uh, for me, this this move will be be huge for for me in terms of uh, being closer to family and, and home that way, which is important to me. And but I'm really excited that Paul's stepping uh, in because I work really really well with Paul, and I know he's a good agronomist and um, and, and that kind of stuff. So be sure to reach out to Paul, and, and I'm I'm not too far away. I mean. Ontario is a pretty small place to me now. <laughs> I haven't worked in Essex, Chatham, Kent, all the way to to, to Eastern Ontario. It's uh, it's great. Right. So yeah, uh, Paul Herman's gonna be stepping in the role, and uh, you'll see him going forward from now on. But I'm only a call away too. So well, that that's great, Chris. We do look forward to uh, keeping in touch with you in the future. You know, yeah. not not just as uh, through the. North Core Grains here, but uh, through the Pioneer Network there and uh, everything else. We wish you nothing but the best going forward, and thank you once again for your time today. Yeah, likewise. If I could just say, you guys, I really appreciate it being invited on your show here, and, and, and certainly the, the days that you guys held in Eastern Ontario were, were something I looked forward to by my third year every time we held them. So keep up the good work, guys, and all the best to you guys. Sounds great. Thank you very much. Thanks so much, Chris. It's always good to have Chris on our podcast. Always good to have a special guest. Guest, eh, Jeff? 
Yeah, you have to come up with another one for next week. No worries. I guess we'll we'll think about that one. All right, so let's get into the markets here. This was a big week on the markets. A big week. The uh, USDA report came out on Tuesday, on right? Tuesday, and uh, say so most years the February report is not a very big report for changing prices. There was a big expectation. So use that word a lot already. Big. Yep. There was large expectations for this report. The market analysts generally thought the USDA would have to decrease year-end carryout stocks for corn and soybeans due to the strong, strong export numbers that have been uh, on the books already for this year. But I think we talked about it last week, eh? The It's never a sure thing. It's never a sure thing, and the USDA did not respond to those uh, strong exports they decreased soybean stocks by 20 million tons or 20 million bushels, sorry, not Which tons. is a pretty nominal amount. Nominal compared to the market was looking for 40 or 50 or 60 million. And they didn't play with the corn numbers really at all. No. Uh, and our markets responded accordingly. So yes, they did. Down they went, down, down, down. The red came into the markets. It uh, was most disappointing most analysts that I read, any, or every analyst that I read was disappointed, did not believe in the USDA numbers. However, what have we said before? doesn't matter what the USDA says. The market trades on... Fundamentals. On, on what they say. The market trades, even if the analysts don't agree with the USDA, the market trades with what the USDA says. So the market traded, down came prices some, they did rebound yesterday. Today was a pretty flat day. So for the week, uh, new crop corn up a dollar. Soy new crop soybeans came up five dollars. Uh, some of those changes was a little bit stronger basis this week here, and uh, wheat prices. Winter wheat was down like five dollars, and the uh, so is spring wheat. So the trend was negative. It was worse. Like. At one time this week, there's lots of numbers to go through in the USDA report. I've tried to summarize a few of them in our daily uh, daily blog there on the website. And that, and if anybody has any other real questions about the USDA report, you can give us a call anytime. We can go over. But the trend was down, was negative. It was a it was a bearish report, and the market looks like it's tried to bounce back from it but it's still up in the air right now so the usda has kicked the can down the road maybe next month they'll do the changes maybe so uh i think that's pretty much all we have for the podcast this week uh, we are closed on monday for family day next week i think we can anticipate a little bit uh uh, of a slower week in terms of our market uh, any announcements or anything like that the yeah because next week china's on a their lunar holiday. Yeah, and South America. New Year holiday, lunar New lunar, Year holiday, yeah. whatever it's called. And so they are they will not be purchasing next week. No, and South America is also on holiday next week too. And rains in Brazil should be supporting soybean prices. Lots, Always lots of things to talk about. Give us a call anytime. So have a great week. Yep, bye for now.